We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Right back at it. Keep McPherson on the fan. Two hours left in this five-hour KM to AM. We just had an hour-long schmooze. Steve Summers was on from 9 to 10. Blessed us with an hour of his time, and I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I was, you know, trying to find a time to bring him back in. Like I said, I know he went away for a little while. Then things got crazy in September with baseball and football starting, and then basketball kicked in this month and hockey, but uh, with the... Yankees season ending, that gives me more of these five-hour shows, 7 to 12 during the week. And uh, I think Wednesday was really just a vent session for Yankees fans, especially with the news coming out that Hal Steinbrenner is going to bring back Boone. And I think uh, we, we heard some other rumblings about, oh, a couple players told their agents that Yankee Stadium was brutal. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, after all that, we, we had to weigh in on the state of the New York Yankees, as Sal Akata calls them, the Bronze Bombers. Makes sense. It's a good name for Sal to come up with that actually like came to light at the end of the year. They weren't the Bronze Bombers in the beginning of the year, but when you look at this Final Four, they come up uh, short. They finished third, the Bronze Bombers. I guess they finished third. Maybe you could say San Diego finished third because the Yankees didn't win a single game. And I'm super frustrated now looking at a tie game, which I'm happy about the tie game. The Fighting Phils, who I call Yankee South. And I didn't just start calling them Yankee South. There's some randoms on Twitter, of course, always randoms on Twitter, hiding behind random pictures that aren't themselves. They're like, oh, this guy's calling them Yankee South now. No, 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 not because the Yankees are eliminated and I'm pivoting to them. I've been calling the Phillies Yankee South for a few years now. Uh, if you head south from Yankee Stadium... You can get to the bank, Citizens Bank Park. They wear red pinstripes. They took on Joe Girardi, Didi Gregorius, David Robertson, Ronald Torres, a few other Yankees parallels. Rob Thompson is their manager who was with the Yankees from 2008 to 2017. But it's super frustrating watching them in a 5-5 game where Justin Verlander was cruising, right? Justin Verlander was no hitting them in the first three innings. Then he got into some two-out trouble, and they did some two-out damage. They fight. They're persistent. They will just hit, single you to death, and get something out of it. And it's super frustrating watching. I was just saying this to Marco in here. Justin Verlander gave it up in the wild card series or uh, in the DS against the Mariners. He gave it up to the Mariners. He got rocked. I don't, I don't even think he made it out of fourth inning. And then in game one, when the Yankees went to Houston— the Yankees were so ready to punt that game. They were so ready to lose to Justin Verlander because Verlander owns the Yankees because it was game one coming off an uh, uh, eight-day series, right? Because the ALDS took eight days. It stretched over eight days, and they had to play uh, all of these games and then the rain delay and 
all of the hype and emotion from winning game five, you know, going down 2-1, having to win back-to-back elimination games and the fans partying and uh, the subdued champagne popping and beer drinking. They rolled into Houston game one and conceded the loss to Justin Verlander. Even after Harrison Bader hit that solo shot off of him, you would think that would change their plans and their script and their mind, and it did not. As soon as the Astros come back and tie it up, they're ready to move on from Jamison Tyone, a kid that went to high school 35, 40 minutes away from Houston that I felt they should have just left him in there game one. If it's a game that you're already conceding the loss, if it's a game that you're ready to punt, you're so eager to go to Clark Schmidt, and he gives up two solo shots. Maybe Jamison Tyone doesn't. Maybe you fight in that game a little longer, right? The team was fired up. I remember seeing them coming out of the dugout because the Yankees scored first. Maybe that team fights. Maybe that team gets to Justin Verlander the way that the fight and Phils just did. They waited until the fourth inning, the fifth inning, and now it's a tie game. And they're leaving Justin Verlander in there. I'm pretty sure, yep, he's still in there. And it's just frustrating to think about how the Yankees operate. They had a script. The beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. The computer types up the script. They go out there on the field. There's no computers on the field. But they can't ever go off script. They can't ever pivot away from what they thought and actually make decisions in real time. I've told you guys a, a bunch of times on here. I feel like Aaron Boone, and that's why I like I don't get too mad about Aaron Boone because Aaron Boone is, and even if, if he denies it, and, you know, Salicata calls him a data applicator. Other people call him a puppet. Even if he doesn't deny or even if he doesn't accept that or or he denies it, we all can see it with our own eyes. He's given a bucket of things that he can and can't do. So when he goes into a game one and they're playing for game six, seven, they want to rest Wandy Peralta, Clay Holmes, Jonathan Loizaga. Those guys are off limits. Wandy Peralta was probably itching the pitch. And those guys were off limits in game one because they're thinking, no way they get swept. We're going to play into a 6-7 game series like we did in 17 and 19. And the script tells us, go to Clark, go to Lou Trevino, and oh, Frankie Montas, who hasn't pitched since September 16th, we're going to go to him at some point because he's got good numbers against the Astros, even though he's been on the IL and hasn't seen live batters in a month. What a joke. I hope the Yankees are watching this, which I know they are. And I hope they're thinking about the error in their own ways. They were so ready to fold. They were so ready to give up because Verlander owns them. Because Verlander's the Cy Young winner. It's game one. Oh, you can lose You can lose game one on the road. No, that's the game you go and steal. And I remember that night coming here because it was opening night for the Brooklyn Nets. And I opted to go to the Nets game because I just knew. I just knew that it wasn't going to be worth being glued to the TV and missing opening night. And I actually was glued to the TV in the WFAN suite at Barclays Center watching that game on two screens, thinking the Yankees could steal that game. But they were so ready to fold. They were so ready to punt that game. They they conceded that loss, in my opinion. And proof is, go look at what Justin Verlander did this postseason. He wasn't untouchable. But it was like the Yankees made up in their minds that they weren't going to be able to beat Justin Verlander. So they had other plans to use their B, their B relievers. Clark Schmidt was never an ace, not an ace, but like he was never a elite reliever this year. There was never a situation that I looked at Clark Schmidt like he was Michael King. They tried to make Clark Schmidt Michael King in the American League Championship Series, and they knew that he wasn't. They had hoped that he was, and he got out with that double play 
and then they went back to the well with him, and that was the mistake. Should have went to Trevino, and they should be watching this game to see how the Philadelphia Phillies just waited around, waited around, get his pitch count up. Let's see how many pitches he's at through five, and I've been watching this Knicks game, but now I need to lock in more on on the World Series, and of course, obviously, I was wrapped up in the one-hour schmooze we had, but there's good sports on, uh, and the World Series is on. And if you're a Yankees fan rooting for the Philadelphia Fighting Phils, Yankees South, who took a lot of pages out of the Yankees book, they're doing it right now. They they came back and tied the game. They could have folded. The Astros hit. They could have laid down like the Yankees laid down and said, ah, you know, it's game one. But they're not going to do that because it's the World Series. And they don't expect to be there. They're trying to win this game. The Yankees expect to be there. The Yankees expect to play six, seven games, and you get swept in four and watch the Astros celebrate on your field. Losers. All right, let's reset the table here. It is uh, now about 20 minutes after 10. I am on until 12. Already talking about the World Series, so call me up if you've got eyes on that. We're in for a good one here, folks. I mean, it's already been a good one. The Astros took the lead 2-0. Astros take the lead 3-0. Kyle Tucker going off. And the Phillies and Rob Thompson, their manager, keeps them relaxed and in the World Series, lets them know, hey, we're going to get our opportunities. This game is not over. And then what do they do? They answer back with three runs in the fourth, two runs in the fifth. And now you're looking at Verlander, who was pitching no hitter, and now he's got six hits, five earned runs. And it, it they're not coming off the long ball. Chicks dig the long ball, but it's not like the Phillies are hitting the ball out of the park. They're getting singles. I don't even know if they have that many extra base hits. They have two extra base hits. This is a good game right now. So 5-5, Phillies, Astros, top of the six in Houston. I got eyes on that. And then as for the New York Knicks, the New York Knicks were in this game against the Bucks, And I talked to you a little bit about this game as we opened up the show and how interested I was in watching it. But you're seeing, right, you're seeing what I'm talking about with Giannis and the Bucks. They're big. They're physical. They get to play a different style game. I just feel like they play a different style game than other teams can play. And uh, they're overpowering the Knicks right now. And if you looked at that game, first quarter, Bucks were up by a bucket. Second quarter, Bucks were up by four. Coming out of halftime, Bucks up by five. Now they're in the fourth quarter, and it's just like they're slowly just wearing the Knicks down. I don't think the Knicks have faced a team this season, this physical, this dominant, as Giannis goes to the hole for an easy layup. Now it's 110-97 with about six and a half left in that game. I, I expect the Knicks to make a run somewhere here, but they got to shoot. As I say that, IQ hoist up a shot, bricks. Um, but I got to dive into the box score to see what's going on here. But I'll tell you this, Giannis for three, Clank, I hate I hate his shot. I hate his game. I can't watch this guy play basketball. It's so annoying, and they hype him up. They hype him up like he is Steph. Um, he's got 30 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, so he's on his way to a triple-double, and it might be a 35-40 point triple-double by the time this game's over. What's up, Paulie? You don't like watching Giannis? I can't stand Giannis, and like... I don't know. Maybe I'm a little different. Like, I'm, I don't love Tom Brady. I don't love Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like, the, I've, I've had enough of these guys. What I don't like in, in sports, which are supposed to be 
competitive and you like to believe that it's like an even competition, like these guys always get aided by little things. And when you watch it over and over again, it's frustrating. It's annoying. It's like, why do they get special treatment? I th- well, that's what you deserve. If, if you're very good at your craft, you get, you get calls your way. You get know. calls. That's all. You get calls. Tom Brady gets all the calls. You know who's going to get a lot of calls in the next few years? Aaron Judge is going to get a ton of calls in the next Yeah, few low years. strike calls. Because because he's earned it. <laughs> he's earned the right that the umps don't have to squeeze him anymore. He's earned that right. He's not going to get those calls, bro. We've been watching him get rang up on pitches by his ankles. <laughs> he's 6'7". Hey, now seven. we have well. He's Boone, gonna... Boone said he's 6'7". He's you guys got to adjust. They never adjust the strike zone. He's going to adjust next year when he's in Queens. Steve Cohen will make sure of it. Why do I got to mess up my show like this? I'm kidding. All right. So, talking Knicks. Knicks are, I don't know, they're down by a lot here. Down uh, 13 here. I expect them to make a run, though. It's, It's the last five minutes of the game. Make it interesting. Eyes on the World Series. It's tied up 5-5. And the Devils won tonight. The Devils are in first place. They were able to hold off the Avalanche. That one goal that got taken back, they got another goal, and they were able to hold the Avalanche scoreless. And, of course, it's a a football Friday still. So Jets fans, Giants fans, call me up. We got to break it down. But uh, that'll give us some time to get some calls together. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan right back after. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now with the mlb app you can get baseball your way pick your favorite team your favorite players and get customized highlights stories and breaking news right on your home feed Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This. Argue about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
Yo! Hello. Right back on the fan. Keith McPherson checking back in. Let's do it. Now, the Knicks are not going to make that run like I had expected them to make here, but that just means they can't make the run. Uh, the Bucks are hitting shots. The Bucks are playing defense. The, Buc- the Bucks are closing them out. The Bucks are a good team. They won the championship a couple years ago. They're in it every year. Uh, they're a lot of people's favorite to come out of the East this year because the Celtics are with their interim head coach. And who knows? Maybe maybe the Bucks go back to the finals this year. We're a long way from that. But what I'll say is Knicks fans are getting to see tonight the Knicks versus the upper echelon in the East, the better team, uh, better type team in the East. They have faced some of the bottom teams, and that's why I've been saying this whole week, hey, kudos to whoever made the Knicks schedule, right? They, they opened up at home against the Pistons, the Magic, and the Hornets. And... That's a great way to start the Jalen Brunson era. That's a great way to introduce your fans at home to number 11, your new point guard who has changed the team already. But when we talk about the Knicks and when I've talked about the Knicks, I've said I look at them as an eight seed, a playing team maybe a little bit better because the East is stacked. The way the Nets look, this might be the year that the Knicks are able to beat the Nets. They haven't been able to do that in the last couple years. But it's still not a team that you're going to expect to compete for a title, let alone be in the top of the East. And um, you're seeing against better competition tonight, they're overmatched. They have talent. They have young talent. They still have some ways to go as a team. It was good to see them get those wins at home, even if it took overtime for the last one. But uh, I'm, I'm interested in this post game and looking at this box score to see exactly where... Uh, you know, the Bucks took advantage of the Knicks. And it's it's Giannis. He's he's hard to defend. He's huge. He's strong. He's fast. And they don't call anything on him. <laughs> he has his way. I, I've seen it for years. So, Knicks fans, don't feel too bad about this loss. Uh, there's seconds left in this game. Milwaukee is up 115-106. They're probably going to get the dub. Now, bottom of the six, two outs. One runner on for the Houston Astros, and uh, it's tied 5-5 still. So, steal a base, steal a taco. Steal a game, steal a taco. I wish the Yankees could have stolen game one. I'm rooting for the fighting Phils to steal game one as they show Chaz McCormick's two-run shot off of Garrett Cole that just cleared the short porch. Yeah, that that one hurt. I was just telling Marco... After they took Cole out and they went to Lou Trevino, I was like, pour me up. I'm I'm drinking everything in this place because I knew that was my last game of the season. I was like, I'm not coming back tomorrow, Sunday night with a rain delay. Hey, let's celebrate. Let's have a good time. The season's over. Let's just try and enjoy this last one. It was brutal. It was hard to watch. And uh, it's not hard to watch the fighting Phil's go out there and and compete and attack. I know everybody wanted to just say, I was looking at Twitter, all of these people crowning the Astros. Oh, the Astros might not lose a game. Oh, the Astros are just that much better than everyone. Hey, slow down. Watch the game. And uh, as we get late into this one, we're in for some dramatics. So keeping an eye on the World Series game one, tied 5-5. Phillies come back and tied up against the Astros. The Astros haven't scored since the third inning. The 
Philly scored three in the fourth, two in the fifth, and now we are bottom. Here we are bottom in the sixth. We'll see what happens in these late innings. Somebody's gonna steal this game, steal a taco. Somebody's going to break through and uh, be a World Series game one hero. Who's it gonna be? Bryce Harper could be. Reese Hoskins, Nick Castellanos, Kyle Schwarber. Notice I didn't name anyone from Houston. Phone lines are filling back up. We'll get there. We'll get there. Still setting the table some. Uh, no Nets basketball on tonight, but a few NBA games. I'm pumped because, like, I'll go home and watch League Pass tonight till whenever I fall asleep. I probably won't go to sleep till like, 2 or 3. But League Pass me. If you don't know what League Pass is, League Pass is, like, I don't know. It's like red zone for basketball, but it's not. It's like if you if you get league pass, you can you can look in at the entire league and you get the broadcasts from all these different like it, it even teaches you about like the culture of other teams and their arenas because they give you these like live look-ins uh from every city. And I don't know, League Pass is awesome. Shout out to Fubo hooking up my league pass. I can't wait to go home and watch that. Like, as soon as League Pass gets back on, there's nothing better on TV. My wife is like, all you do is watch sports. I'm like, well, specifically League Pass when the NBA starts. Uh, it's just a way to be able to watch the whole league and watch players from different places. Like, all the Lakers. I said the Lakers earlier are 1-4. and four. They don't even have a win. They're 0-4, oh and, and they're about to lose again tonight. They're about to be 0-5. Oh they're down 109-101 to the Timberwolves. They're going to have to make some trades. They might have to fire someone. Not looking good in L.A. The Utah Jazz are 4-1, but they might take an L tonight against two-time reigning MVP Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. What else we got going on? Trailblazers got off to a good start at 4-1. They're in, they're in the lead in their game up 32-20 against the Rockets. Some good hoops on. Some good basketball on. The Cavaliers in overtime beat the Celtics 132-123. to 123. Those are two teams that I expect to see at the top of the East. I really like the Cavs. I hate it. But uh, my guy, Karis LeVert, dropped 41 points tonight. Former Brooklyn Net. Could use him now. Could could use him now. Could use him now. Now I got to look at that box score. The Brooklyn Nets could use Karis LeVert. He was one of my favorite players on the Nets. And they traded him away for James Harden and a bunch of other guys. But now he's about to blossom into an NBA superstar and he's also got Jared Allen over there from the Brooklyn Nets. And he's also got Donovan Mitchell over there from the New York Knicks. Well, I thought he was going to be a New York Knicks, but ended up over there. So the Cavs got something cooking. They, they, I know what's going to happen. They got to trade for LeBron. They got to get LeBron to go back home. Because <laughs> LeBron is not going to work with Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. And... Uh, it's just not going to work in L.A. All right. We got enough people on the lines. 877-337-6666. Still taking your calls on the Jets and the Giants. We talked all around it, but football Friday, almost turning it into Saturday. Jets fans, call me up with your plans to tailgate. Maybe some of you are wearing costumes to the game. It's uh, the eve of Halloween. Should be a good one at MetLife. They're going to need you guys turning up in there. The Knicks game just went final. Milwaukee wins 119-108. to Knicks were not able to make that run. They end up losing by 11, and they lost to just a better team. The Nets just lost to the Bucks 110-99. Close scores. Almost, you know, sim- very similar scores between the two teams. I can't wait to see the Nets and the uh, Knicks matchup. I think they're going to be good games. And I think this is the year, obviously, if you look at what the Nets look like, 
that the Knicks get some get back. The Knicks get some revenge. They could probably beat the Nets this year. Uh, maybe once, maybe twice. I'm not going to say any more than that, but we shall see. Let's go back to the phones and talk to Popcorn Rob. Get your popcorn ready. What's up? Gee, what's up, man? Thanks for taking the call, man. So um, I want to I want to make two. I want to make a comment because we're gonna we definitely gonna talk about that hip hop. You know that that the the founding fathers of it. But before that, I want to say this about you know the Yankees. Um, we didn't expect for the Yankees to exceed expectation that the way they did, right? Um, and and some of some of me want to believe that that Aaron Judge did, you know, you know, make those you know make those home runs um, authentic. You know what I'm saying? And but some of me is, is saying with the way things go, man, you know, the way people are. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not sure, but I'm not even gonna go there with that. What I do, what I want to say though, is that um, you know, with the Yankees, man. Like I said, man, I, I always said that how the, the fans and how hard we are on these players, man. They don't want to come here because of the way that you know we treat our fans, man. I yeah. mean, the way that we. But if, if they're scared, man, go not, to Cincinnati, go to Oakland, go to Kansas City. You know it, what comes with like, that is the bright lights and the big stage. If you win exactly. here, you're you're a king. You're a legend. Look at Aaron Judge. He hasn't won a ring, but he's already a king and a legend based off his individual stats. And he did that clean. He's not on right. any roids. He's I'm just right, a monster. Okay, he's I'm, he's I'm six seven. Keith, I'm not saying that him has has taken any type of supplements or nothing like that. You know, I do know that they got Ferraris in these colleges, and these guys all have been in school together. And you know what? Hang one in the strike zone. But, nah, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> what I do, I'm going to say this. Yo, Keith, what I do want to say, if they put that, you know, that, that pitch clock or whatever have you, mm-hmm. um, I'm wondering if, say, like a guy is, is you know, uh, 10 feet tall, you know what I'm saying, and, and the, and the um, umpire is a short person, you know, short people, whatever. Do we got to get a ladder to go up there because they want to go belt to chest? Automatic strike that, zone. Will they have? What, what I'm saying, will they have a, uh, uh, um, you know, a pitching thing where, okay, from the plate up, it may, it, it might be three, you know, three feet, whatever, the, whatever the number is, and then that's what the pitcher. Because the thing is, is that if the if the pitcher has to adjust to the batter belt to chest, then he's going to have a more harder job because he's going to have to be going up and down depending on the, the height of the people. And then I want to say this, Keith. And then I'm, I want to I'm gonna listen to what you got, you know, your, your uh, you know, explanation on that. But I want to say this with the hip hop and R&B, yo, Keith. We, you know, that we are that we, we're highly into it, right? And um, I want you to take a look at um, remember I was telling you about Cool Herc, you know, and the founder, mm-hmm. the real original founder of scratching, you know, because I told you my my best friend was Cool Herc's Clive Campbell. Uh, brother, K. Campbell, Kenny Campbell, we call him K. One, and at eleven years old, right when when he was the first one to show me scratching, you know, and I'm telling you right now, Keith, when I seen my best friend who I'm running around with, he, we're twelve years old, okay, and they had the DJ equipment out there, and it was a party, and you again, hey, yo, Keith, my best friend went behind the turntables, yo, and he scratched better than every single one of those guys that was there. And now you look up now, now like I said, the, um, they, they have they got a museum in, in Harlem, and they're, they're, they're opening it up. They're trying to get it together. They just now auctioned off a few of Clive Campbell, which is Cool Hertz, 
um, you know, uh, some of his, you know, some of his archivals, you know, some of his things, um, his DJ equipment and stuff like that, speakers. And uh, Keith, but you, if you can, man, just, you know, take a look at it, man, see what's going on. The real founders of, you know, hip-hop and R&B, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, they would say that they had this one guy named, uh, um, I forget his name, uh, 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 I forget his name. He was, he was the first MC, like, you know, that started this thing in, in the Bronx, man. And I just wanted to say that, man, but I would like for you to, um, you know, give me a, a like, not an answer, but I want to, one, what, I want to know your take on if that strike zone, you know, becomes on that clock, how would they adjust to it? Will, will they have to, will the picture be thrown off or will the data be thrown off? Because that is kind of interesting, man. And I don't know. I, I really think to me, I think the pitchers should at least be able to get the advantage because the pitchers on that mound, you know, for nine innings. So why should he have to adjust to every height when, you know, once they make that, once they make that strike zone, yo, that's the strike zone. Oh, well, you, I guess you got a bat on your knees, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because, because guess what? The strike zone is the strike zone. Ain't no adjust, make the adjustments. Ain't none of that. You, for what? So the pitcher got to keep on going up and down? Thanks for the call, Rob. That's I, so I say get your popcorn ready. It's popcorn, Rob. One of a kind. So, you know, shout out to Rob and the Bronx. If it wasn't for the Bronx, this rap probably never would be going on. Of course, I know all about that. Uptown, baby. Uh, Universal Hip Hop Museum and uh, DJ Cool Herc. And I started off as a DJ, you know. When I was 15, I, I saw one of my friends DJing. And I played football with him. Shout out to Chris Chittum, DJ Chris Knox. And he was DJing. His parents brought him a bunch of equipment. And I remember he asked me if I wanted to, you know, go do a party with him and come behind the DJ booth and help him out. And I was like, yeah. And, uh, he let me play one song. I'll never forget it. It was Party Like a Rock Star. Party Like a Rock. Party Like a Rock Star. That tells you what year it was when that song was number one hit. Totally, dude. So I remember playing that song and getting the reaction out of people and the feeling that I had being the guy to like play the song to change the party made me want to DJ. I remember telling him, I was like, that was almost as cool as scoring a touchdown. And we would go back and forth. He was running back. I was quarterback. I'm like, what's cooler, dropping a beat or scoring a touchdown? He's like, I don't know. They're both, you know, we both thought that was cool. Him and I went on to DJ with each other for like seven years. And uh, even when I was in the MLB fan cave, part of the reason they put me in the MLB fan cave was because they needed a DJ. So I was the Yankee fan there, but I was also the resident DJ. So I know all about the turntables and scratching and the origin of hip hop and MCing as well. Two turntables and a microphone. You guys hear me try and rap a little bit on here, freestyle. Uh, I always love when the producers put the dope beats in and out of the breaks and I've written some raps. I got to get back to that. I got to write some sports raps to bring to the airways. But yeah, hip hop and and music and sports and uh, all this stuff. That's my wheelhouse. So thanks for that call, Popcorn Rob. Now back to where you were losing me a bit because you said the pitch clock, but you meant the strike zone. There's a video. If you Google Jason Dominguez automatic strike zone, there's a video of Jason Dominguez walking after challenging a strike, whether it was a strike or a ball. And I don't know if this is how they plan on implementing it in MLB, but it was kind of like a challenge system. And 
you can see whether like the where the borderline strike falls, and it's cool for me because like seeing Jason Dominguez in the road grays. I think this is going on in the Arizona Fall League right now. Yep, on October seventh in the Arizona Fall League, it was a ball low called a strike, and Jason Dominguez asked to challenge it. You can see he doesn't get out of the box. You can see he's kind of like, oh, that was low. Let's take a look. And I'm waiting for this video to go because I know this is what happens. Yes, they go to the big screen, right? He steps out of the box. They go to the big screen. And um, they have the same way we watch Yes Network and we can see where the pitches are. And they give you that, like, 3D, 360 look at where that pitch land. And you hear Coney like, yeah, that ball was low. You know, they have that built into the Arizona Fall League on the big screen where I think everyone can see it. And, uh, yeah, they're like, is this the future? He takes the ball low. He puts his hand on his hips. He taps his helmet, kind of like the tap me sign in football when, when you're hurt and you need to come out of the game. And then they look at the big screen. Previous pitch is being challenged. And they show where the ball comes in. And if it clipped the strike zone or not, it does not clip the strike zone. That is ball four low. Ump is wrong. Runner, batter, take your base. And I hope that's coming to Major League Baseball because there has been some egregious calls. There have been some terrible calls. I mean, we saw them in the postseason. Like, come on, bro. And, you know, to what Popcorn Rob was saying about the pitchers adjusting, move the mounds back. (laughs) For the pitchers adjusting, it isn't a type of thing where the strike zone is going to be you know, if there he he used the example of a guy that's ten feet tall. We're never gonna see that. But Aaron Judge at six seven versus Jason Dominguez, who I don't know is five ten. It's not gonna be the same strike zone for him. They, they the technology can adjust. They can move the strike zone up and down. So when we get there, I can't wait for this, us to get there. I, if they're using it in the Arizona Fall League right now with these young guys that will be in the league in the next three to five years, it's on the way. I'm going to read more of it on um, read more about it and come back with more of it after the break. 877-337-6666. It's open at this point, right? We got about an hour and 15 minutes left. Whatever you guys want to talk about, we can do. We've touched on everything, but come to me with your calls, your questions, your thoughts and your takes and we'll have the full conversation right here on the fan. I'll be right back. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Friday mood, Friday vibes. Shout out to you and yours, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Thanks for listening to me and WFAN tonight and spending some of your night with us. Hopefully you're cracking a beer having some wine, or just relaxing, doing whatever you're doing with the radio on in the back or listening on the Odyssey app. We appreciate it. We thank you for that. Keith McPherson on the fan. The Knicks have lost 119-108 to 108 out in Milwaukee. I think that's their second loss of the season, but you can't be too mad as a Knicks fan. They lost to the Grizzlies. They lost to the Bucks. Those are two of the top teams in the NBA, M- NBA with MVPs on the team. John Morant is going to be an MVP candidate. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's got two of those things already. So the Knicks look better this year, and they didn't get smoked. They lost by 11, and they were in that game in parts of the game. And, uh, you know, in the past, go look up what the Knicks have done against the Bucks. It hasn't been uh, like that. It's, it's a difference, right? They're, it's another year under Tibbs, and they have 
Jalen Brunson, who I can't say enough about. I just have known of him since he was in college and, uh, you know, didn't know he was going to be a Nick. But good that the Knicks got him. Now, in the World Series, I might have to go back and watch some of this World Series tonight when I get off, too, because it is now bases loaded, top of the seventh, with two outs. And the Phillies are looking to do some two-out damage here. Dusty Baker is going to the bullpen. Come on, fighting Phils. Yankees South. I did not just start calling them Yankees South because they're in the World Series and I'm rooting for them against the Astros. I'm not the only one that's been saying that. I've been saying that for years. And I think there's people that obviously know that watch baseball and understand why I'm saying that. Bryce Harper, his dad was a huge Mickey Mantle fan. I literally have seen Yankees fans with 34 Bryce Harper jerseys on the back. I think there was a couple of those a few years back, 2019, when Yankees fans thought there was a chance that the Yankees could sign him. He should have been a Yankee, loved the Yankees, whatever. The Phillies ante up, and they pay him. They sign him. Didi Gregorius they signed. I already went through all of this. Just, you know, reaffirming that I'm rooting for the Phillies and that I've called them Yankees South. I've been down there. I like Citizens Bank Park and... North Jersey fans root for the Yanks. South Jersey fans root for Yankees South. It's just how it goes. In the NHL, Devils fans live in this, enjoy this. The the New Jersey Devils are 5 and 3 in first place. They beat the Avalanche 1 nothing. Enjoy it. It's rare. It's not often. I know it's early, but uh hopefully you're going into your weekend happy that the Devils are competitive. And they've got some young guys doing it, and they get a win tonight. We'll bring back the NFL conversation at some point in this next hour as the Giants are heading out to face the 12th man in the Seahawks, Geno Smith versus Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley versus Kenneth Walker. I pulled some stats. I told you guys I was going to look for some stats. And uh, here's an interesting stat for both teams, right? Last week... The Giants' rush defense was giving up uh, 8.1 yards per carry to Travis Etienne. On the season, they've been giving up 5.7 yards per carry. They have to absolutely stop that before going to face Kenneth Walker III, who had 168 yards last year, or last week he's been trending up. He was one of the best running backs in the country last year. He was a steal for them in the draft. Um, And then also, the rush defense of the Seahawks is kind of suspect. They've given up five yards per carry, 4.9, and 10 touchdowns on the season. So this is going to be a football game where you see both sides able to run the ball. I'm not sure what that's going to turn into. Is that going to turn into a, a low-scoring game where they eat the clock? Is that going to turn into a low-scoring game where there's some big offensive plays? I don't know, but I'm looking forward to seeing the Giants challenge and go out there and try and knock off the Seahawks. Let's go to this next update, top-of-the-hour break. And then when we come back from that, we'll hammer the phones. We'll close out this five-hour show with this last hour, open mic, whatever you guys want to talk about. My name's Keith McPherson. we got to take a break. I'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 